Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 25th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. You're a local mortgage expert, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the amazing guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, Marcel Allen of Dreamosity. Financial joy, know the data behind your dreams. Also in studio, Eric Timlin with Trident Realty Group, Northwest Skyline Properties, Puget Sound Market, finally slowing down. And last guest in studio, Lee Robinson of Remax Eastside Brokers, Diversity. Great information and great guests, as always, on our show. For more information to, or topics that you'd like to have discussed on a future show, please call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at themoneyr.com. And let's start out today's show with a little money chat. Money. Money. I bring in things on mortgage because Keelan and I are in the mortgage arena and that is our uh, expertise. Sometimes I talk about what's happening in our, our market, but I, today I t- thought I'd bring in a, a little bit about what's about mortgages because I know there's a lot of media out there and different uh, places, not us because we're in the industry, that talk about how difficult that it is to secure a mortgage, which really isn't true. So I wanted to talk about that because we are seeing a little slope in the market and we're going to talk about that with one of our uh, real estate experts here today. Uh, and so it might be a good time if you're thinking of being a homeowner for my first or first time home buyers out there listening, or maybe you might have tried to get approved before and thought it was a little bit challenging and want to come back and take a look at it. So I thought I'd break it down a little bit uh, for you. The supply of money for first time home buyers is not tight. And that so you're we're always going to be lacking something. We're going to be lacking buyers or we're going to be lacking sellers. Right now we still are lacking sellers. Or we're going to be lacking money, meaning that the interest rates are too high, not an issue, or that the banks are not lending, not an issue. So in this market, the lack that we're seeing is the sellers or the inventory, even though things have picked up a little bit, it's still without a doubt a seller's market. So there's no definite there's no shortage of money. So the first thing that you may see that you need to come in with a 20% down payment. Well, you don't. You can actually buy a home with zero down for all of our veteran listeners. It's an amazing way to get into a home. Uh, USDA is a great uh, way to get into a home as well as you're, if you're buying in a rural area. And then also there's down payment assistant programs, and you do not have to be a first-time home buyer to qualify for a zero down down payment assistant program. There are income restrictions, so you can't make too much money to qualify for the program. But uh, if you do make too much money, that's probably not bad news because it's better to make more money, and you can come in with still a low down 
down payment as low as a three and a half percent down payment. And even conventional has a three percent down payment uh, option now. Now, also, you may think may be thinking that if you don't have a 20 percent down that you have to pay mortgage insurance or private mortgage insurance known as PMI. That is not accurate information either because you can actually do a lender paid where the lender is going to pay the mortgage insurance for you higher interest rate. That's how the lender pays for it. Or my favorite is you do a buyout or what's known as a single premium. So you pay an upfront fee, which by the way, can be financed into your loan to where you completely eliminate that monthly mortgage insurance or that monthly PMI. So a really, really great option on conventional buyers. Now, employment's another area that you may have heard that you need two years employed at your your job, which is not true. You don't have to have two years at your same employer. You just need to have a two-year work history. And depending on what type of loan that you're going with, if you're coming out of school and you went to school for that type of employment job that you've taken, uh, that can count most of the time in that two-year history. Now, if you have a gap of employment over the last two years, as long as it doesn't go over six months, you're going to be okay. It's it's six months or anything more. That's where it can sometimes uh, be a challenge. You just want to check with uh, your lender, mortgage expert, which Keelan and I can assist you with that, uh, to find out if you can get an exception on that. Income. So first of all, there are plenty of options out there now where you can do a stated income loan. Now, we're not back into the days to where... Uh, no job, no loan, breathe on a mirror, get a loan. Um, that's not what's what they're, the banks are lending, but they are allowing you to state your income and then it's verified based on bank statements. So just showing that you actually have the amount that you're stated coming into your bank on a regular basis. And then that way you can avoid some of the issues that you might have if you're self-employed and in, uh, lenders are looking at your net income instead of your what you're actually grossing. That, that's where stated income can really come in handy. Now, on also on income or coming up with a debt-to-income ratio, you may have heard a 32 or a 36 or a 38% debt-to-income ratio, but the reality is, is you can easy go to, easily go to a 45% debt-to-income ratio on any loan. Some loans will actually allow you to go to 50 or even higher percent debt-to-income ratio. So how this is based is you take your monthly gross income, gross before you pay taxes, not your actual take-home, unless you're self-employed, and you multiply that by the maximum debt-to-income ratio. So let's just say you make $4,000, $48,000 a year. You just take it and multiply it by 48% debt-to-income ratio, which will leave a mortgage payment you could approve for at $1,800 minus any debt that you're paying on a monthly basis where you have obligations that will show up on your credit report. Uh, so most of the time you're going to approve for more than what you may even feel comfortable making on a monthly basis. So uh, last area that can be some confusion is credit. You do not have to have perfect credit to get a mortgage, and you can have challenging credit to get a mortgage. If you've got a credit score of 560, there are options available for you through FHA financing. 620 will get you into VA, USDA, conventional financing, even if you're doing a low down payment option. So there's a lot of options out there, and I thought it would be helpful being that we see some opportunity for people that don't own a home now to get back into the market, get excited about the fact that there's a little bit more inventory that's come on, which means it's not so crazy out there. And that's my money chat for you today. Coming up next in the money hour, financial joy, know the data behind your dreams. Marcel Allen of Dreamosity, right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break.
Do you find yourself constantly frustrated with finances? Do you even know the data behind your dreams? Would you like to experience financial joy? Marcel Allen with Dreamosity supports remarkable leaders to navigate and win on social media. Marcel motivates her clients to leverage video with confidence. Marcel has helped clients get their first 100 fans and their first 100,000 fans. She's been in the digital marketing game for 10 years and can help you stay remarkable online. Marcel and Dreamosity can help you experience financial joy. Hi, this is Marcel with Dreamosity. I want to help you discover what financial joy looks like. Visit dreamosity.com to learn more. D-R-E-A-M-O-S-I-T-Y or text 360-420-9966. Hi, this is Eric Tinglem with Trident Realty Group Northwest. For a free complimentary comparative market analysis of your home, feel free to call me at 253-224-7170 and we can find a time to meet and discuss your options. That's 253 253- 224-7170. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 25th show. It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now for the first time, so excited, is Marcel Allen of Dreamosity, Financial Joy. Know the data behind your dreams. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have a conversation with you. I am all about dream. My personal motto is live your dream now. Marcel, thank you so much for joining us in studio. Thank you. It's an honor to be here today. Very excited. And a little bit about Marcel. Marcel Allen supports others in understanding the pattern of their sales systems, marketing efforts, and financial results. She motivates authors, artists, and achievers to get curious and confident about their financial situation while levering social media to grow their business. Marcel is a numbers nerd, and her nickname is Hallmark. How cute is that? (laughs) She helps clients with their marketing, advertising, and the creative force behind her consulting agency, Dreamosity. Her new book is called Financial Joy, Know the Data Behind Your Dreams. Marcel is also the co-owner of LAF Tech, where she trains folks to be more memorable and humorous when developing content for their online campaigns. She knows the power of humor and believe that we all lighten up a little and have more fun. That is awesome. Marcel, thank you again so much for joining Keelan and I, Keelan and I in studio. Yes, thank you for having me. So Marcel, financial joy, know the data behind your numbers. So when I'm thinking data, I'm thinking about numbers. So, and you said you're a numbers nerd. So I can dig that finance. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're numbers nerds we're as well. Number we nerds love too. numbers. So uh, have you always been interested in numbers? No, I have not actually. I'm an artist at the nature. And so I'm very creative, very passionate, hated math, didn't do very well in it. And my dad said, he's like, if you're gonna go into business, you need to know how the numbers work. Mm-hmm. And it freaked me out, cause I didn't, I didn't like them, I hated them. So I actually hired a NLP practitioner to re- 
program my brain to go from hating the numbers to loving the numbers. And so since then, I've had a huge transformation where now I get excited about the data. It's really fun. (laughs) Well, that's a whole other topic. We Mm -hmm. actually need to bring an expert in there because I, you know, really believe in that, Mm -hmm. that you can overcome. There's always some story or something behind it. So love that. Uh, What are the three sales personalities that you see? So as a social media manager, I see a lot of women and men in business and they don't know the difference between networking and like selling. And so there's three types of personalities. The snail, very, very slow and steady. They're going to get there, but they might take forever. And they totally suck with their follow-up. Okay. So, you know, sometimes we're not the Keelan snail. and I. Yeah, no, no, no not no. you guys. Yeah, we don't fit that. <laughs> Some business owners. Uh, there's your ostrich, big and beautiful, strong, confident, excitable, head stuck in the sand, has no idea what their budget is, doesn't know what their ROI is. They don't understand their credit score. And they're just... Heads in the sand, right? So you don't want to be the ostrich. You want to help those people. Not us either. Yeah. And then the seagull. (laughs) And the seagull is someone who's confidently soaring in the marketplace, capitalizing on their projects, right? They're not afraid to say mine, 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 Uh (laughs) kind of like inviting Nemo. Uh And a lot of times when we're in the social media world, essentially, we stop asking for the order and we're just making friends. Mm. And that's a big mistake I see out there. And I want to help people get curious about their data so they're actually... Um, not just having activity, but they're actually asking for what they want and Love declaring it. what they want and, and getting sales. Yeah. So um, I think we all know in our opinion what the opposite of financial joy is. Um, nobody wants to be there. Uh, what's your opinion of financial joy? Yeah, so financial joy is when you're happy and content with your situation, whereas the opposite of financial joy is when you're experiencing financial abuse or maybe you're neglecting your own numbers and you can be very financially frustrated. And so my goal is to help people get clear so they can have confidence. So let's talk about the inspiration uh, behind your book, because I you know, know with a good book and the author behind it, there's always an inspiration. So with your financial joy, what was that inspiration? Yeah, so it's actually one of my own stories of being an ostrich and getting in trouble with not knowing the data. And then um, there's a creative component to it. Uh, but really, the last straw is I taught a 70-year-old woman last maybe last quarter, how to understand her net profit. And uh-huh. I was like, why the heck am I doing this? This is 35-year-old social media manager. Why am I training my clients to understand these numbers? And so I just, I believe that there needs to be a creative um, enhancement in the financial industry, and mm-hmm. I thought I would take a stab at it. <laughs> Love that. That's pretty cool. A lot it of people is. just miss the numbers, and mm-hmm. I hope we're all seagulls, but probably not all of us are seagulls. Well, I you don't. and I definitely are seagulls. Yeah, we're yeah. flying. Yeah, exactly. oh, yeah. Maybe yeah, even yeah. an eagle. Is there another oh, one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bald eagles flying real high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I'm totally joking. Um, Kind of. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned uh, flowers as a tool to visualize data. That's interesting. Why do you choose a flower? Yeah, so a lot of um, the framework of the book is actually, I had a client, um, Stephanie Owens with Springboard to Wealth, and she, mm-hmm. you know, is a real estate training company, and they, she was telling me, she says, you want to appreciate when you get money, when you give money, or anytime you see money going by. And I was like, oh, well, why do I get so angry then when I have bills or a dentist, you know, expense that I'm not expecting? And so it was the flowers made me think of if you created a financial wreath and you respected the money in, the money out, the money in, and you respect the energy of it and you can appreciate it, it's a lot easier to understand that it's okay to have bills, it's okay to have expenses. Yeah. And to me, flowers just represent joy and hope and they're beautiful. And normally you don't think of your be- bills as beautiful, but yeah. I'm trying to help people appreciate, hey, I get to have a cell phone, I get to have a car. 
you know, and just looking at a different way to understand the mindset of makes sense of their money. Yeah. I mean, you, you get to have home ownership, but most people can't afford to come up with 500,000 or whatever mm-hmm. that is. So the investment that you've made has the mortgage to it. So that makes total sense. So, and you just need to have the right relationship with your money, which we've heard, mm-hmm. you know, that said before. And um, so that's where it really is at. So what do you mean when you say doodle the data? I like some of the little taglines that you have. They're (laughs) really fun. Thank you. So this book is really designed for for women who are more maybe spiritual and emotional in nature, where they're not logical and they're not financial. And so the idea is they get the essence of something, but they don't, they hate the spreadsheet. <laughs> Not, I mean, I think spreadsheets are great. Uh, but when we start to doodle the patterns of our, our cash flow or money in and money out, our income, our sales activities, we mm-hmm. can actually get excited about are we producing enough or are we underproducing? And so for me, it was through the bullet journaling community online. I don't know if you guys know about it, but it's Mm-mm. there's a whole trend of young millennials that are doing bullet journaling. And they're, they're doing like financial trackers and mood trackers and all sorts of trackers that they're getting creative with it to enjoy it and to look at it differently. Huh. So it's kind of inspired by that. And so I've actually got a savings account right now where I'm doodling. It's like a big bubblegum machine. And I'm like every 200 bucks I put in savings, I get a color in a ball. And so my my goal is to save up enough so actually, actually buy my own house. Nice. So I'm really excited for that. Well, we're here but for you when I you're ready you for are. that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I like that too, Doodle. And, you know, it kind of takes your mind out of the, mm-hmm. you know, the monotony, you know, when you think about I'm drawing, a, I'm an artist a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I try. And just the act of like having to just tediously, you know, numbers, draw it out. Doodle just seems light and fluffy. So that's a smart little tag to get in there. You know, um, and also, previously being in the finance world, um, I also think it's very important for people to be empowered around their finances. There's confidence in that. There's understanding on, on where you're going. Um, why do you feel it's important for people to be empowered with their finances? Yeah, I think just clarity brings a lot of confidence. And I think a confident country would be better than a, a shy and sad country. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for me, if something's not fun, I don't want to do it. But if I have to look at my books every month, if I'm not having fun with that, like I actually want to see what does that net profit look like? Is it beautiful or is it kind of not as nice this month? And Mm -hmm. so to me, that's just how it was an attractive way to embrace it. So what about the difference between a name dropper and a number dropper? Yeah. So we all have our friends who talk about, you know, I met this celebrity or that person on the radio and a number dropper is someone who talks about numbers confidently. Like I paid that for that or no, not that. Yeah. So I encourage my clients to listen to the number droppers in your life. So Mm -hmm. some marketers will be like, oh, I don't like Pinterest. And some of us are like, well, I helped a client make 40 grand last month on Pinterest. Or people oh. will be talking about how, you know, well, I don't want to get to my first 100 fans. I want to get to my first 100,000 fans. Like, you start to listen for, for numbers differently. Because if you, if you don't like numbers, that's a fun way just to listen to number droppers and to start to get curious about whether it's in a testimonial or on a website and just start to embrace numbers. So the, mund- the number dropper is somebody that you want to attach with. Yeah. Yes. You want to hang out with some number droppers yeah. if you like the numbers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do the number droppers mean they're actually doing those numbers? It's not, people get scared about it. Like, what, what are you if you're a numbers dropper? Like, there, There's a mix. I mean, sometimes people are like, man, can I borrow 20 bucks? And that's a different number than somebody who's trying to, you know, sell a million dollar home. To me, it's just getting I people see. to open their awareness and to respect the data around them versus being mm. oblivious to I it. I see. It. So mm. looking at what's actually, I mean, it's just kind of getting a barometer of what's going on around you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If I could borrow 20 bucks, it's probably not your customer, right? Right, right? yeah. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> so what does money mean to you on an emotional level? 
Uh, to me, it's it's a form of energy, and I think if we have better mm. energy in the, the world, again, we're going to do better, we're going to help more people, we're going to serve more, we're going to add more value into the marketplace. We won't be as fearful, and I think love and joy, there's just a lot of mixed feelings with, with money sometimes. Yeah. And my goal is to help people think joyful, not greedy, joyful, confident and, and joyful with that. Love that. So where do you see people most get stuck as you're when you're working and talking with uh, your clients yeah so a lot of my clients they social media becomes fun at a point for people and it's really easy to go out and networking and go to meetups and go to all these cool live events but then if they're just networking and they're not actually saying mine let me sit down with you and see what I can do for you for you know two thousand dollars or whatever that is mm-hmm. if you don't actually have that money talk you're missing your opportunity and then eventually yeah. you're you're hungry. <laughs> That's not yes. good. Yeah. You know, so I think people need to respect in the social media, whatever your, you know, campaign is, if you're a business owner, you need to understand that you can't just play. You've got to perform and produce yes. as Makes well. Sense. Yeah. So I have to ask you, Marcel, as far as mistakes are concerned, where do you see people making the biggest mistakes? Uh, I see a lot of brands and business owners wait too long to get into s- certain social networks. And I think a lot of people avoid it for whatever reason. And if you want to have a big, beautiful impact, you should be playing in those spaces. You know, I tend to focus on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram because I've been profitable on all four of those. And they're one So not sharing their brand in all the social media platforms. Yeah, and not all of yeah. them. But I think if you wait too long, like I was a really late bloomer with one of them. And I'm just like, oh, well. But if you can be, if you can explore it, get creative, see how your message will move there. See how you mm-hmm. can find new people to help there. It can be really rewarding if you if you do it. Yeah. So as we wrap up our time together here, Marcel, what would be a final uh, tip you'd like to leave with our listeners? Well, if you're curious about financial joy and you want to grab my book, I would say go to dreamosity.com and grab your copy. Wonderful. So well, thank more. you for so coming in. It was a pleasure to uh, have a conversation with you and look forward to you coming back. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Coming up next on The Money, our Puget Sound market finally slowing down. Eric Tinglem with Trident Realty Group, Northwest Skyline Properties, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, after the short break. Hi, this is Eric Tinglem with Trident Realty Group, Northwest. For a free complimentary comparative market analysis of your home, feel free to call me at 253-224-7170 and we can find a time to meet and discuss your options. That's 253-224-7170. Are you tired of wasting your hard-earned dollars on rent to pay off someone else's home and at the same time losing out on the tax benefits in the process? Kim Frazier with John L. Scott has assisted over 800 individuals and families just like yours in obtaining the dream of home ownership. Kim has been practicing real estate since 2002 and is recognized in the top 1% of all real estate brokers. Kim is well equipped to assist you whether you are a first-time buyer or a move-up buyer looking to achieve your real estate goals. Hi, I'm Kim Frazier and I would love to assist you with your real estate needs. Please feel free to call me at 425-209-5638 or you can find me online at KimberlyFrazier.com. Do you find yourself constantly frustrated with finances? Do you even know the data behind your dreams? Would you like to experience financial joy? Marcel Allen with Dreamosity supports remarkable leaders to navigate and win on social media. Marcel motivates her clients to leverage video with confidence. 
Marcel has helped clients get their first 100 fans and their first 100,000 fans. She's been in the digital marketing game for 10 years and can help you stay remarkable online. Marcel and Dreamosity can help you experience financial joy. Hi, this is Marcel with Dreamosity. I want to help you discover what financial joy looks like. Visit dreamosity.com to learn more. D-R-E-A-M-O-S-I-T-Y or text 360-420-9966. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. And you're a local mortgage experts right here in 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 25th show. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one show and one week at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at one 855 411150. Again, that's 1855 411150 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio, once again, our South End expert, Eric Tinglem with Trident Realty Group, Northwest Skyline Properties. We're going to be talking about Puget Sound Market finally slowing down. Eric, thank you so much for coming back and joining us in studio. Tina, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. I yeah. love your smiling face. You bring sunshine to what otherwise would be maybe a gloomy studio. Oh, wow. That's a really nice compliment. Thank you, Eric. And a little bit about Eric. Eric has 25 years in the industry and president of Trident Realty Group Northwest with a team of five agents and in the top 3% transaction volume in Pierce County. Retired USAF and reserve with over 37 years of service. Thank you, by the way, Eric. Former high school football coach spanning the last 20 years. 75% of Eric's business is working with both retired vets and active duty military and around the Puget Sound. And I have to say, it's just a real pleasure in studio today because we have Eric's uh, granddaughter here. And it's just really exciting to have her. And I'd love for her to give a little a little shout out. Who do you want to say hi to today? Um, my mom. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you for bringing her in. She is just a doll, and she's in our pictures and everything. And oh, she's she's just absolutely precious. Yes. Well, that's I, why I have, that's why you're a happy guy because well, of your uh, grandkids. I actually have two beautiful granddaughters, and she's one of my favorites. Okay, <laughs> love that. What's your other granddaughter's name? Uh, Sophia. Sophia. So we have Sophia and Sela, and I want to brag on her just a little bit. Of she's uh, quite the soccer player. She's on a club team uh-huh and she's doing real well she's a forward and she just gets after it let me tell you wow well what an amazing thing because lee our last guest and keelan here my co-host they are like soccer guys i mean they've done some big <laughs> stuff and they're adults so you can see get some, you know maybe listen to some of the things they have to say too so wonderful it's a beautiful day here on the show um with the uh, the money hour so uh getting down to business Eric, you're our uh, South End expert. What's going on in the market? Is it slowing down down there in the South End? You know, uh, slowing down is a bit of a relative term. Touche. Uh, it is no longer harrowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're not fighting literally for, for every listing and every buyer. Because uh, six months, a year ago, 
I mean, if it continued on, I was ready for the job at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> and not because there wasn't enough activity. It was so much activity. There was just no oh. way to actually secure that deal for your your buyers. Yeah. The, the, I mean, I, I hesitate to say it's the hardest I've ever worked yeah. in my life, but it, not too far from it. It's It was a lot. And then managing expectations mm-hmm. uh, was very, very difficult yeah. with clients that we had failed, say, on two, three, four offers and telling them that house is still out there for yes. us. Yes. We're, we're, we're going to find it. We're going to figure it out. And, and we're then gonna... after seven or eight, just stick around until, you know, I mean, it got kind of like, well, what about the same? Now there's going to be a little shift and, mm-hmm. and in in setting the realistic expectation for the seller. Is that correct? Are you seeing that you're having to have some some different conversations and really helping them to understand what's happening in the market? Absolutely. Um, there has been a huge increase in inventory, although measured against t- historic highs, we're still very low. I mean, yes. we're, we're not where we should be, and we're not anywhere near a balanced market. A balanced market means we have four to five months of inventory, and yeah. you know we have closer to two months as of this morning in King County, and that's called the absorption rate. That's Uh if no other home came on the market. For two months. Or, or, you know, on the market, then it would take only two months to exhaust that entire amount of inventory. Now, ironically, uh, Pierce County, Thurston, um, we actually have less inventory than King County. Interesting. In terms of absorption rate. And that's a reflection of what's going on in King, for as a matter of fact. Because it kind of follows from King. It it, it trickles its way down through to... King to, is uh, the barometer for the whole region. Yes. I mean, what happens in King eventually happens f- for better or for worse. For better or better or worse, yes. Yeah, in, yeah. in the outlying counties, yeah. for sure. So, Eric, let me ask you, uh, how's the market changed from eight months or a year ago? What are some of the things that have changed that you've seen? Well, I've, I've got a couple statistics here. And if we were to go back to December 17, the first part of the month, uh, King County had 994 uh, single-family residents. Yeah, that was crazy. On the, on, on, on the market. Yeah, That's crazy. all of King County. Yeah, all of King yeah, County. Was, was and we were looking at three weeks of inventory. Some neighborhoods wow. days. Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, if you were in Green Lake, you had 15 people lined up and they had yeah. wheelbarrows of cash. Exactly. I mean, it, it was, was just, crazy. It was, it was so obscene. Uh, at the same time in Pierce County, we only fared slightly better with 1,008 homes wow. and just about five weeks of inventory. Hmm. Now, ironically, that's, that's swapped hmm. where, you know, we're seeing um, this change, this slowing uh, in King County. And there, there, there are a couple reasons. Uh, one, predominantly, there have been a lot of people that were thinking about selling their home, and then they saw this exponential increase in value. And, mm-hmm. you know, what does everybody want to do? Sell high, buy low. Yes. Mm-hmm. The same, conversely, could be said, so, so you know, you have people sitting on the sidelines that are mm-hmm. saying, well, you know, if we just waited another month, I bet yeah. we could hit a mill. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And so you take a look at uh, the if if you go back even four weeks, the median home sale price in Seattle was eight hundred and eighty eight thousand. I checked yesterday and it's down to seven hundred and sixty nine thousand. Interesting. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. So when you look further south, 
we are getting a lot more pressure, uh, buying pressure, because baby boomers such as myself, and I know I look, I don't look like a baby boomer, but I am. Um, having said that, <laughs> we've got baby boomers leaving King County like rats leaving a sinking ship. Yeah. I mean, you take a look at the uh, property tax increases that came out, what, in April? Yeah. And it was anywhere from 9 to 31%. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine living in Carnation being told you're... And being yeah. on fixed income and being told yeah. your property taxes just jumped 31%. Well, and here, here's actually a good, uh, I would literally was just camping last, uh, last weekend and we were at this, you know, amazing campground and we saw this tiny home that was there and, and we, we thought they were actually building the tiny home there. And we're like, what in the heck is this tiny home? And so we went there. Well, it was actually a couple that bought the tiny home. They lived in North Bend and their taxes went up so much that they couldn't afford the house anymore. But here was the great news. And this is for all of you that are you know, listening about tax increase. And it, as long as you can afford your house, when property taxes go up, 48% give or take is because of the value of your home. So that means the property value has gone up. When property taxes go down, the property value has gone down. So the great news for this couple is they were actually able, they bought the home four years ago and they were able to sell their home take all of this cash, buy this tiny home, buy this brand new truck, pay off all of their student loans and debts, and just feel really great now that they have no mortgage payment and no nice. no stress of taxes. So anyways, well, I just that, wanted to throw that in there. That's an excellent segue mm-hmm. into, in, in, into my next point. Okay. Um, the definition of affordable housing. What is affordable? Yes. Well, certainly the definition in King County has dramatically changed over a period of time, and, and people are having to change their expectations in Pierce and outlying counties equally. So affordability, if you take middle-class incomes, and you're a finance person, yes. you take a, uh, a wife that's a nurse and a husband that's a policeman, and it puts them into the middle income, yeah. where, where are they going to be able to afford to live mm-hmm. based upon a purchase price? Yeah. And what we're seeing is that affordability factor is driving people further out. Yes. And so they are trading uh, a commute mm-hmm. for a home. Yes. And they're saying, you know, I think we'll go to Pierce County or yeah. we'll look. I mean, it amazes me when people go to the north end and see the Proctor District where the warehouser mansion is and they – you know, they come from King County and they go down. And they the Proctor District's phenomenal, uh-huh. and they think they found the lost city of Atlantis. Yeah, and you're going, dude. It's well, always been look here. Where, <laughs> look where Colt and Serena live. Exactly. You know I mean? Their house and then those are just beautiful. And absolutely, all of those like amazing. You could look at them as mini mansions. Well, you know, in in coming to the studio today and driving mm-hmm. from Puyallup, I was again reminded of the perils of 167. Yeah. And, you know, there just isn't any north-south corridor. So mm-hmm. the issue of the commute effect is going to play a huge, yes, huge definitely. Uh, and, and, uh, role in, in the purchase and or sale of a home. Yeah, yeah. So we're in the mortgage business. We look at interest rates um, daily, literally. Um, you know, they've been talking September, the Fed's going to increase rates. We've seen rates go up over mm-hmm. the last year, especially. So in your opinion, with these higher rates, are people um, leaving the market or rushing to purchase with the threat of more increases in the future? Well, smart money says we better move now. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. just, yeah. that's, I mean, you can say what you want. I mean, we know that the economy is heating up and what's the first thing the Fed does to slow it down? Yep. 
interest rate, short, long, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yep. It, you know, they go right to the interest rate button. Having said that, when you have perspective, as some of us in this room do, we remember, unfortunately, 17, 18%. So, you know, mm-hmm. the 5% that we're seeing now uh, actually is quite healthy for the market. In my two mm-hmm. decades in the industry, the average was eight and a half. So Absolutely. not, you know, I was not mm-hmm. around. I am younger than you are. I will shout that out. But I wasn't around <laughs> in the teen yeah. rates. <laughs> you know. Well, you already said that you well, were I saw. Old. I saw how old you were on your Facebook here just a little bit ago. I did so turn 50 I, years old. Yes, you I are, did. You were doing fine for 50. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. Does <laughs> my face turn a little bit red? Your husband is a blessed man. (laughs) Yes, thank you very much. Dave, thanks you. So, Eric, as we wrap up our time here uh, Mm -hmm. with you today, let's talk a little bit. Where do you see the future for the South End uh, market? Which is going to be a tale, of just you said, from what comes from the King County market. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, what what you're going to have, and it's going to continue and continue, is is the issue of affordability. Yes. Uh, The guy that, you know, just leaves Boeing uh, after 53 years and he sells his craftsman in Wallingford and walks mm-hmm. away with a boatload of cash, yeah. still wants to see the grandkids mm-hmm. vis-a-vis my yeah. beautiful granddaughter I just with love me so today. much that she's mm-hmm. here. It's yeah. just a blessing. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's just super. She's a sweetie. Having said that, they want to catch a Seahawks game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have seen, I think I've helped four or five this past year purchase homes in Grays Harbor, Aberdeen, really? Hoquiam, Montesano, McClary. And it's amazing. It's not Mississippi and it's not Missouri, but yeah. let me tell you, the affordability factor is there. Uh-huh. Thurston County, a lot of increase. Kitsap going across the water. Klickitat going over the mountains. I mean, people are having to look for the, for that, that affordability, that yeah. sweet spot yeah. that can allow them to enjoy the benefits of the Northwest, the extended family, and, you know, not have to go to Mississippi. Yeah. Well, you know, if I've always said, if I, if I didn't have to be in and out of the office, I'm doing so much and, Mm -hmm. you know, driving around and, um, I would love to live somewhere. I could just take the train to work or take the ferry or, you know, just really, but I need a car. So a whole nother conversation because, you know, they say now that our kids, kids are never going to get a driver's license. Because I've, I've there's, we're just going to have a subscription base and you call up your guy. Somebody comes in and, and well, you call up the car service and the car just drives by itself. So anyways, we got to do a show on that. That's a good sad, one. Actually. No, it's it, actually kind of exciting. I love driving. Yeah. <laughs> Eric. And I'm not going to trust anybody else. So you know, I'm a type A. So. Yeah. Yes, you definitely <laughs> are a type A. Eric, thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate uh, your wealth of information. Well, as always, I really appreciate coming and chatting yeah. with you guys. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Coming up next on the Money Hour Diversity, Lee Robinson of Remax Eastside Brokers right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Do you find yourself constantly frustrated with finances? Do you even know the data behind your dreams? Would you like to experience financial joy? Marcel Allen with Dreamosity supports remarkable leaders to navigate and win on social media. Marcel motivates her clients to leverage video with confidence. Marcel has helped clients get their first 100 fans and their first 100,000 fans. She's been in the digital marketing game for 10 years and can help you stay remarkable online. Marcel and Dreamosity can help you experience financial joy. Hi, this is Marcel with Dreamosity. I want to help you discover what financial joy looks like 
Visit dreamosity.com to learn more. D-R-E-A-M-O-S-I-T-Y or text 360-420-9966. Hi, this is Eric Tinglem with Trident Realty Group Northwest. For a free complimentary comparative market analysis of your home, feel free to call me at 253-224-7170 and we can find a time to meet and discuss your options. That's 253-224-7170. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 25th show. We bring in studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything money. We're here to help you in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411 Again, that's one 855 411 or online at com. In studio right now, so excited, another first time guest in studio and actually a really yeah. close friend with Keelan, uh, Lee Robinson. Well, a close friend of mine as well. Yes. Lee Robinson, Remax, Eastside Brokers, and it's all about diversity. Lee, thank you so much for joining Keelan and I. It's an absolute pleasure. I just want to say I'm actually closer to Tina. <laughs> thank you, Lee. <laughs> just wanted to square that away straight Thanks, away. Lee. <laughs> well, uh, brilliant. Thank you for having me in today. So excited. And a little bit about Lee. Lee is a native of England who began his career as a professional soccer player for teams spanning from UK to Canada, never losing his passion for the game. His role transitioned into a coach of CEO of two successful companies, having reconnected with his childhood sweetheart who had immigrated to the U.S. many years ago, Lee made the decision to leave England, get married, inherit two dogs, and head to Seattle, which he now calls home. Growing up, he was inspired by the architecture of England. He found himself equally inspired with the architectural of Seattle and the surrounding cities. Quickly realized that he wanted to be involved in some way, which is when his passion led him to the real estate market. Again, welcome, Lee. Thank you. (laughs) Well, Lee, uh, my family is from England, too, 100% English. And maybe that's why you like Tina better. I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> t- can Tina hear me? Uh, yes. I like you now. Oh, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> so, we got two English and two soccer players here. This is awesome. Yeah, we're both diehard Manchester United fans. And our fans. little visitors into soccer. Yeah, mm-hmm. soccer visitors. Um, mm-hmm. It's a soccer day. It's, we're actually members of the Seattle Red Army as well. That's right. The second official Manchester United support in the United States. Wow. And it was announced on Manchester United's uh, Facebook. So that's a big deal. We're legit. We're legit now. It's official. <laughs> uh, we're getting way off topic here. Go so, ahead, um, Your experience as a pro athlete, Lee, um, how does that serve you as a real estate professional? There are a lot of similarities. Um, the drive, uh, it's relentless. Um, the ambition, the hard work, it's repetition, repetition, respiratory, repetition. <laughs> you have to be able to take knockbacks and get back up, keep going, keep going. It's a mental toughness that you need. It's, it's instilled in you um, as a young boy and you have this competitive streak all the time and 
irregardless to what's happening around you, you you get back on and you have a goal uh, and you you do whatever it takes to achieve that. Now, Lee would never admit this, but every soccer player in the world wishes uh-huh. they played professionally in England. It's the cream of the crop. It's wow. the best league in the world. So he competed literally against probably millions of people wow. to make it to the literally the tippy tippy top. And when you look at the richest clubs, the people getting paid the most, Yeah, it's all soccer in England. So, I mean, we're talking elite, like really hard, hard way to get to the top. Well, and when you, and, and yeah, congratulations for that, Lee. And, and, you know, when you're successful and you have killed it somewhere in life, that's what you bring and that's who you are. So, and I just have, I love your accent as well, Lee. It's just so, it's so fun listening to you. Have you ever been to Australia? And I have not, but I'd love to go to Australia. <laughs> People so, are often thinking I'm Australian. Yeah. yeah, but you're not. 24 hours away via plane, but yeah. It's pretty close with neighbors. Love that. So, Lee, tell us a little bit about the transition of learning a new trade from the bottom at the age of 28. So, we've just touched on a little bit about me being a professional athlete, mm-hmm. um, which was hard work, lots of desire, passion. Yeah. Um, I want to go right the way back. So, when I my first job was at 13 on a market store, and then I got that hard work ethic instilled in me there, I earned my own money. So then we went on to be a sports person, idolized and signing autographs, things uh-huh. like that. Um, people chanting your name, where sometimes not always in a positive manner, depending on <laughs> depending how well you're you playing. <laughs> yeah. So you, um, fortunately, sometimes you don't hear all of that. But um, like I say, the resilience that you practice yeah. everything, hours and hours and hours so that you are at the highest level at that particular time. And then through injury uh, and some bad decisions, I uh, had to start again from scratch. And at the age of 28, I had no education. I was always this. I knew everything yeah. about this. So I had a few coaching badges um, and I needed to think about where I needed to go and direction. So my stepfather was a floor layer and my brother. So. What I had to do then was uh, I begged them to take me on for free uh-huh. and train me. So I, they very kindly did say, yeah, you, you can help us for free. Fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I continued to do that. I built it up, and built it up and built it up. And um, I got established. Opening started occurring. I got mm. to... Um, it was really hard decision though at the age of 28 when you've got nowhere to go yes. and, you, and you have to really reevaluate everything. I spent a few months on ramen noodles. And, uh, and <laughs> My husband Dave still eats ramen noodles. That's I why, that's why we had that house fire. He was cooking uh, top ramen. That's ramen noodles, right? <laughs> he likes his that's well. how we had a kitchen fire. Go ahead, Liam. So he <laughs> likes his well done, I see. Yeah, yeah. he does. Um, so then I built up a, um, a business and I, mm-hmm. I just applied everything I'd done in my life, hard work, dedication, passion, desire, and I had a goal. And I was even more fired up to success by then. And I built up the flooring company. So then eventually I was working in the houses of the people that I was playing against and with and wow. the multi, multi-millionaires. And then I was, all my work was in London uh-huh. for top designers and um, I'd really 
excelled in that point and I saw an opportunity. So I ended up employing the people that hired me for free. And yeah, and that was just, I mean, that's, I hate talking about myself anyway. Well, that's the truth. That's what <laughs> happened. And I drove to do that. So yeah, it was a very difficult time at, the t uh, at that particular time when I was 28, nowhere to go. I didn't apply myself properly education. I'd made yeah. some decisions and then yeah, so that's it. Well, and you shouldn't feel, you know, um, bad or awkward talking about yourself because you ha you do have that story of tragedy to triumph, and yeah. you do have that experience of what you've gone through, and I and I love it. I'm just, you know, so privileged to have you as a, a friendly. So Lee, uh, you became a CEO eventually of this company, and he wouldn't say it, but we're talking like Wayne Rooney. We're talking about gigs, you know, John Terry. I'd hate to say Yaya Torre because he plays for City, but um, him too. Some of the is that like behind the scenes like thing? We I have no we, no we idea who that is. Uh, yeah, we're we're not fans of Manchester City. Yeah, we'll okay. just say that. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're across the town, and Manchester's <laughs> red. Just to let everybody know. Dirty blues. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as a CEO, um, how is how does that serve you as being an agent? Now you you started your career uh being an agent and took that same mindset so how's that served you so as i grew that company i needed i expanded and expanded i need to generate i need to generate trust in the people around me mm -hmm. and so what that made me do is look at other people's strengths talents where i had weaknesses where my strengths were and i delegated uh out and resourced out the work where I knew I could trust in them. And that meant I could grow uh, and have that sustainability. Yeah. So that's why majority of my work, I lived in Manchester. A lot of my work was in London. I did all the Premier League players. And to be fair, it made me sick of how much money they were earning. They won the lottery <laughs> every single week. We're talking about the, the equivalent of LeBron James and, and them sort of superstar wow. and players. And um, as a CEO, you... You just have to watch the market. You have to be able to make decisions and pivot um, as things change. Be accountable and offer solutions for people. And uh, most of all, understand people and have that connection because everybody is have different perceptions, different lives, different yes. stories. So you have to be understanding to a certain degree. And I sort of had a knack of getting the most out of people like I was coached my whole life, I always yeah. had mentors. So I found a knack of having people wanted to do more for me. And I still find that now. But um, the problem is here, not enough people know about me. Well, we're gonna we're trying to we're trying to fix that, Lee. That's why we have yeah, you exactly on the that. show here at the <laughs> Money the Hour at eleven fifty AM KKNW. So, Lee, let's talk about um, uh, competing because one of your strongest attributes is being competitive and being able to have that competition spirit. So how does that serve you at a really high level as an agent? It gives you a little bit of a competitive edge when it comes to competing in the real estate um, arena. It's it's unbelievable. I, I had three brothers, all very close in age. We used to compete for everything, socks, mm -hmm. the bath. <laughs> we everything. We had I mean, it, it probably remember. wasn't funny at the time, no. but yes. We once had a... a, a, a a discussion about who liked ketchup the most and that went on for, for <laughs> so that's how competitive I, I can yeah. even make a competition out of who likes ketchup so um yeah it, it of course it helps it helps in uh -huh. every way i compete for my clients i compete to get my clients yeah. i can i want to get the best for them i get involved i want to know their stories i want to know mm -hmm. I build a relationship 
all uh, well a lot of my clients as I come here text me every day I'm like leave me alone I'm I'm busy so but it's, <laughs> so that's the sort of rapport I I, I have with these with these people and and I, I love it it's it's a lot of this is very transferable into yeah. uh, real estate love it generating these relationships so Lee your love for football found you again in real estate tell us a little bit about that so. This sport is amazing. You have to say to the granddaughter there that you play this, you can play it your whole life. You can be eight, six, mm-hmm. right the way up to 40, 50, and still you've got that social aspect. You meet people. And that's exactly what happens with me. You know, I go and we'll go and play a pickup game somewhere, and you'll meet all walks of earth, every job, every uh, everyone. So it's happened to me twice now. I met a broker, he offered me a position straight away, and I got qualified. And then I moved to Seattle. We got relocated, and the same thing happened. I was playing soccer, and um, I hate saying soccer. I was playing football. football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it yeah. is kind of confusing. So yeah, it is. Um, yeah, that's uh, it. It um, transfers into that, but also now I'm a coach. I coach at a high level. I've got an A license, yeah. so I give back through that. We're discussing, discussing at the moment of starting a foundation. Everybody should be uh, able to afford to play this game. Yes. And I would love to give everybody the opportunity to play it. It's only the fortunate that do at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to give back to that. And that's where I get to meet the families and and friends and uh the social aspect's great. You know, I, I love that. And re- that's really what life is about. Life is about giving back, but at the same time, finding that space that an opportunity that supports what you're doing financially, what you're doing, and emotionally what you want to do and what you're passionate about. And I'm really excited to continue to watch your journey uh, here, Lee, in the United States and um, the friendship that you and Keelan are building around soccer. And it's just really, it's really exciting. So, Lee, one last question because we've got to wrap up the show. I'm having so much fun. I don't want to end. <laughs> you're um, equally enjoying representing buyers and sellers. And you mentioned one commonality with them is negotiation. Yeah, negotiation is, has been part of my life all the way through. When you were a CEO back in, in England, we're negotiating fuel costs because I ran a transport company as well and uh, maintenance, prices, uh-huh. employees. You negotiate in all the time. So this is very similar. You want the best price, best value for money for your buyer. Yes. And you want to fully protect them and make sure that they're fully protected right the way through the process. Um, the negotiation with, with the seller is from the off, is the fact that you should never devalue you in terms of what your worth is and what you can do for that person. There's a lot of people that do negotiate down at the start, and I don't particularly want that person to negotiate on my behalf. Uh-huh. So... That's I know could be a touchy subject, so we'll smooth over that. So, <laughs> yeah, the the power of negotiation is is fantastic. And if we were to negotiate right right now, it's all about the silence. So it wouldn't make good radio. Okay, and so we just, we just need to stare at each other <laughs> yeah, for, just, for uh, a few minutes. Uh, yeah. Just before we we end it up, I don't I don't think anybody else is getting paid here today. Yeah, other than me. The power of negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on that note, we're ending our time here with Lee. Lee, thank you so much. It was such right, a pl- privilege to uh, have you here with us today and look forward to having you back. And this is your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. He was a little delayed in his uh, response there, but we're signing off for the day. We'll be here same time <laughs> next week, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend.
Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.